All right, we are back, and standing by is, right in the studio, UCI PhD candidate John Hunter. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Great. I was so intrigued when I came across the study you're doing. How did this come about? Well, you know, we set out just looking at something that we all observe in our normal lives, which is people are sitting around in a situation, and they all pull out their phones. Yes. We wanted to know... Why are they doing this so often? We're uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we're nervous. We're like, what are we doing at this party? We don't know anybody. We'd rather be home. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's exactly what we hypothesized. So we thought that it's the reason we're pulling it out is to reduce that uncomfortable feelings. And that I thought that it had to really specifically do with the stress that we are feeling. Physiological stress and our psychological stress. And when we have that phone with us, it makes us relax a little bit more feel like we're connected to that outside world that we can access through our phone right now didn't you even say that you don't even have to be on it like it's just the fact that you're holding it like a little blankie <laughs> exactly that was really the kicker of our study that we didn't expect to find so what we did is we brought people into the laboratory and uh, we put them through a series of tests but at one point they had um they were sat in a room with two other people who were purposely excluding them, so to make them feel like that uncomfortable, stressful situation. One group had their phone and was told, use it as you normally would. One group okay. had their phone and said, don't use it. And finally, another group didn't have their phone at all. So what we expected is that group that could use their phone, mm-hmm. they would feel the best. But sure. actually, instead, what we found is the group that had their phone and just held on to it or had it in their pocket or sitting on the table in front of them that they had marked drop-offs in physiological stress and felt way less excluded than the other groups. That is so interesting. I mean, we do spend an enormous amount of time and we feel like we can't go anywhere without these devices in our hands. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so the further that we are connected with these and because they're a tool by which we connect with our social world through social media, through texting and all of that, we've almost come to view a phone as a sort of friend, as a companion. Right. Yeah. Um, So was it something you also saw in yourself? Like you just, you couldn't leave wherever you were without your phone and you were thinking, this is something that's just kind of nagging at me. I wonder if other people feel this way. Yeah, you know, so well, a little background about how I became interested in this. Uh, before I started graduate school, I spent a couple of years in the islands of Micronesia uh, while I was volunteering for the Peace Corps, where nobody had phones. There was no technology. There was no electricity. And then I came back to a world where everyone had an iPhone. Uh-huh. And I found myself falling into that right away, where I was connected and sucked into this virtual world all the time. thought, wow, for someone who had this different view to not want to be connected to that, mm-hmm. but I still am. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hold on, we have a fan on. <laughs> it's like high speed. Hold on a sec. There we go. Got that. I heard this whirling noise. I thought there was a plane <laughs> taking off. <laughs> so uh, tell me how far along you are with your PhD. Uh, so I'm going to my fifth year of my program now, working on a, my dissertation project that is actually a follow-up to this study to kind of figure out more of What's really happening? Why, what are the feelings people are going through that allows just having your phone with you to reduce your stress? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the other work that I'm doing is trying to focus on how we can recognize the positive potential of technology. Because yes, it has a lot of negative effects. We're connected to it. We're addicted right. to it. It has a lot of negative things about social situations and such but we're not gonna stop using them anytime soon. Exactly. So I think the better approach from a research standpoint is to try to understand 
how can we design technology better and how mm-hmm. can we use it better that will really maximize well-being? Sure. I mean, I, I hear about all the apps for like meditation and all these other things. I think that's a great way of using it. But I think, especially with teenagers, how it becomes so addictive and they have them in their rooms. I mean, I have a no phone policy in my kids' rooms. I just, I think you have to have a cutoff time. Yeah, you know, and I think that's another point that you could take from this study um, as well is that, you know, maybe it's good to have your phone with you. It makes you feel less stressed, but using it is actually worse for you. So if you are feeling uncomfortable and you feel that draw to go on your phone and look at Facebook or do something when you're feeling uncomfortable, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Because that's not going to have the positive effects that you hope for. But if you want to keep it in your purse, keep it in your pocket, so you feel a little bit more comfortable, that might be okay. Yeah. It'd be interesting, because you're doing this study, if um, people were forced to put their phone, like, in a basket when they entered a party, how they would feel. Because they have nothing to turn to, they would just have to force themselves to jump off and have a conversation with somebody. So, you know, there have been a couple of studies that have been done uh, testing this sort of idea mm-hmm. where in college classrooms, they take people's phones away or in a laboratory setting and then they want to see what happens with their stress levels and their anxiety. Well, it tends that if people are more connected with their phone, more addicted to their phone, mm-hmm. their stress levels shoot through the roof. <laughs> Interesting. But for people who don't feel that strong connection to their phone, mm-hmm. that don't use it as often as others, then it is a freeing feeling where then they do go connect to others and they don't have that um you know what they consider more of a nagging connection from themselves sure i feel like people are more productive when they're not on their phones they're gonna maybe read a book or do something else um but it does take up a lot of time when you're constantly on these apps and doing all these different things yeah that's quite true and you know We think that we're very good at multitasking, Mm -hmm. but in fact, from a psychological standpoint, we are not very good at multitasking. You think you could look at your phone and talk to a friend and write something for work, but you're not doing any of those things to your best of ability. You're right. So it really is best to be focusing on one thing at a time and having our phone pull that attention away constantly, Mm -hmm. it's not such a good thing. How did you decide on this school for at UCI? How did you pick your uh, degree program? So um, I'm in the Department of uh, Psychology and Social Behavior. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, it just changed its name to Psychological Science. Okay. Um, and it's in the School of Social Ecology, which has a really interesting approach to how we um, handle research questions. So instead of just trying to study things for the study of the sake of studying things, instead recognizing societal problems and then working in interdisciplinary teams to try to solve these societally relevant, real-world important issues. So that was part of it. I liked the philosophy um, from the School of Social Ecology. Also, um, I was very attracted to um, the work that was done by uh, my advisor, Sarah Pressman. Oh, yeah, I know Sarah. Yeah, who Mm -hmm. works with um, health and positive psychology. So really kind of focusing on how we can make people healthier and happier and really live up to our potential as human beings. And then I kind of decided, well, one way that we can be doing that is concentrating on how we can make this connection with technology better. Sure, yeah. I think it sounds like a great program. Um, so do you have um, long-term goals, what you'd like to do once you're all done? Well, I love being in academia. Mm-hmm. This experience at USCI has been fantastic. I have a great passion for teaching and ex- uh, explaining this knowledge to people. Um, but I'd also like to have a role within the tech industry. Okay. Because I feel that um, I have 
some knowledge and some know-how about how to help them design technology in better ways that aren't just about addicting people to their phones and creating a, a greater bottom line, yes. but really with having well-being as the end goal. And yes. I think that I could kind of guide some of the development of applications, of the devices that we spend so much time with um, to hopefully have a positive impact on people's lives. Now, if people were interested in your program, what would you say about it? What could you tell them about it? Oh, well, um, I would say one thing that is so great about it is the, the freedom and flexibility about mm -hmm. being able to, to study and approach any topic that we want and having so many tools at our disposal. So within my work, I use so many different methodologies because of the resources here at UCI, um, working with uh, um, the Interdisciplinary Institute for Salivary Bioscience. Oh, I heard about that yes, yeah. over the weekend. What, yeah. what is that again? So that is um, um, a laboratory on campus that's within the School of Social Ecology, but actually is spans across the school and what we do is um, through saliva samples which is what I used in my study as well mm -hmm. uh, we can have participants spit in a little tube and from that saliva you can test basically the same things you can test from blood so we can know all oh. sorts of things or what are going on in someone's physiological and biological health that's great yeah amazing that's yeah, a really great research tool. so exciting well this has been great is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up Oh, you know, I just um, don't have any uh, last big line, but I guess just when you're using technology, mm -hmm. use it in ways that are making your social relationships better, that are lowering your stress levels, and not just as a distraction. Absolutely. That's great advice. All right, so if people want to get in touch with you, are you on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere else? Uh, I'm not very active on Twitter, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you can always reach out to me um, at my email address at jhunter1 at uci.edu. Perfect. Or you could go ahead and find me on Facebook here. All right. <laughs> and I put your info on the show blog. There's a picture of you and Sarah, actually, oh, okay. from your program. And the blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. A quick thing. So the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you find yourself, you wake up, you know, on the wrong side of the bed, you, you feel like, oh, I got all this stuff to do, you know, I'm kind of in a funk. What, what do you do to take care of yourself? Well, personally, what I like to do is get outdoors. I'm uh, a big advocate of exposing myself to natural environments as much mm -hmm. as possible, which is another part of my research that I do on the opposite of technology. Right. So <laughs> I think getting out there in nature, having the trees and... Uh, you know, fresh beautiful air. environment, fresh air around yes. us has a really an invigorating feeling that, that uh, gets me going. And Aldrich Park is gorgeous. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a great place to do that. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming to the studio. It's been great. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. All right. So that was John Hunter. He's in our studio talking about his research on how smartphones are security blankets. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and then we have one more guest calling in. Uh, the dean of the Claire Trevor School of the Arts is joining me, Stefan Barker. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.